0: Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. I remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Make sure you're listening to all our amazing hosts from Eric Ayala to Karina Mustafa, Amy Aldebert, talking about the women's game. And I have to just ask, we have Erica McCall here. Erica's got a new podcast. It's called Bird's Eye View, but I'm a little bit nervous. Does this mean, Erica, that I have to play professional basketball now because I am not equipped for that.
1: It does not mean you have to play professional basketball. But if you would love to listen in, I think that you would feel like you got the overseas basketball experience after listening to a few episodes. And that is what my overall goal is, to create a platform that allows fans, players, um, the younger generation, to understand what the overseas basketball experience is like.
0: I I just – I have to say, and and this is just a point of personal privilege, I always go to you when there is a media opportunity to do so because I'm going to learn, and that's dating back to that's dating back to college. I can't even handle the fact that you and Sydney Weiss were talking on the first episode. And and again, go make sure you subscribe to Bird's Eye View. It's from DC Crossover. It's it's really good. I listened to the first episode, and. It, it, just that you guys are veterans now. Like you're veterans yeah. in the lead, and I, I covered you when you were in college. So I did not really get my mind around that. Have you gotten your mind around that?
1: <laughs> you know, every year I have to pinch myself, you know, especially this year. And realizing that this is my fifth year. I just completed my fifth year in the WNBA, and it's crazy to believe, you know, that you dream of a young girl. You know, you, you dream yourself being in the league, but I don't think I ever dreamed of myself having this long of a career, you know, and so for me to be able to experience that has Mm -hmm. been um, mind-blowing, really. I mean, and for me and Sid to be together uh, since, you know, our our Oregon State and Stanford days and then moving on to being in the same draft class, being teammates now, it's pretty amazing.
0: It was a really fun conversation, and it just reinforced, again, being able to tell these stories is something – Really significant. You're talking about overseas basketball. But to me, even, and you and I have had different conversations about why there needs to be more coverage of the WNBA. What happens overseas even gets lost relative to that. Is that a critical reason why that was a primary focus for you for this podcast?
1: Yeah, I mean, I say this in the beginning of the podcast everywhere I go people are, are constantly asking me about what overseas is basketball like. And I just feel like they're not informed about the experience. And I mean, women's basketball in general just needs to be amplified. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also a portion that many people don't know about. They know that we play in the league, you know, in the summer, but many people don't know. I mean, just talking to fans in general or just people, you know, every day, they don't know that we have to go play, you know, in completely different countries for eight months out of the year. And so they're just completely, um you know new to this experience and so that's why i wanted to bring some education to them to you know allow them to understand the struggles that we go through um as players as well as you know the you know neat and cool experiences that we get to do you know getting to be in a different country and experience different cultures and new people new languages and so i just felt like it was time um you know for people to actually hear this and to not only hear it from myself but other stories um in the in women's basketball world
0: it's striking because again There's an understanding, I think, even among those who know you play overseas, don't necessarily understand the schedule, the structure. You know, so you guys are both talking about the fact that, you know, especially that senior year of college into the first year of the pros, that that never ceases to amaze me. I mean, you you know, you have a deep tournament run. It's around the corner. You know, for those of us in media, we, we see it at the Final Four, we turn around the next week, we see in the draft. The week after that, you're in training camp, and then you go right through there into playing professionally. I mean, when did you get your first breath from the end of your your time at Stanford? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it know. hasn't happened yet, right? I mean, I, I don't mean to, to overstate it, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it happened so fast. And yeah. I think that, um, it used to happen even faster. Um, but cause I think that they used to have the draft right after like the final four, mm-hmm. I think previous years before I got drafted. So we had at least a week in between that to prepare mentally for it. But I know players of, you know, different generations older than, than me and Sid, you know, they were like final four, boom, two days later is the draft mm-hmm. and, you know, straight to training camp. And I know the, the, the class, this rookie class this year, they, um, as soon as the draft happened, they got tickets to go to, to training camp. So it's a crazy time. Um, and there's not a lot of rest that we get as, as women and as, as female basketball athletes. I mean, it's crazy, but you know, this is the life that we're accustomed to. This is life that we know we have to do. And so it's just kind of just got to grind it and, and go do it, you know, despite the, the lack of rest that we get, you know, we love this game and, and we do it. Because of that.
0: I, I mean, I will just say, even for those who know that rough outline, there are details that came across right away in the first episode. There's a detail that Sid had talking about getting on the plane, going to play in Israel, that last moment you hear English and you understand you're going to a place where it's going to be very hard to hear your native language for a long period of time. And just that kind of disassociation from the life that you grew up knowing for you being able to relive these stories with those who have done it as well. Is there an emotional component to that for you as well for this particular project?
1: Absolutely. I mean, my time Hmm. in Hungary has been, I've played in in Hungary for four years with the same team has been, uh, has been truly incredible. Hmm. Um, And for me to experience that and to, to go about the, the things that I've experienced, I mean, from the language barrier to the food to basketball, I mean, it's the crazy experience. And for me, I wanted to share that with others. And um, I know I had a unique experience just being on the same team for four years. That's really unheard of in the overseas basketball world. And so I knew I had a, a, an emotional story that I wanted to share. Um, and I knew others as would as well. And so that's why I wanted to bring this platform so people can share those emotions, share those stories with people.
0: We will not, on this program, spoil the story of you and your Hungarian boyfriend. We're just going to tell people to make sure that you're listening. Um, but let, let's let talk, if we could, about what overseas is now and moving into the future, uh, which is to say that we have a new CBA in the WNBA that changes those windows for going and coming back. So while at the same time it is very much – of the moment, and it is of the recent past. It's something that looks to be changing. How do you think about it? How is the new CBA changed the way you think about it, and how big a change do you think this is for people who may not know yet?
1: Yeah, I mean, the CBA has changed a lot um, just within, you know, the years that I've been in this league. Um, and, you know, one of the big things that they're working on with the CBA is – you know, they want us to stay longer in the States. You know, they mm-hmm. want us to um, to be able to enjoy, you know, the full WBA experience and not go overseas. You know, they're really pushing for us to not go overseas just because, I mean, there's huge liability issues. You know, when right. we go overseas, there's are chance of us getting hurt, getting injured. Um, and so... It's different. I mean, I believe I don't know when the rule goes into effect, but um, I know that soon, you know, we're going to start getting fined for coming in late from uh, overseas to training camp. And so it's, it's going to be very difficult. Um, and so it's a different dynamic that we're going to have to balance out. Um, it's going to be a struggle because many of us um, get a majority of our salaries and our money uh, from being overseas. And right. so I'm interested to see where the dynamic leads with the WA and overseas. Um, It's been kind of banging heads with each other um, in these recent years. And so it's going to be very interesting, but I know that overseas definitely brings dynamics of basketball that we don't get to experience in the States. And so I, I definitely appreciate my overseas experience.
0: Do you feel here in 2021 safer going overseas you know, given COVID, given everything that's going on than you did a year ago, does that feel different to you as well? Obviously, it's it's been a landscape that's been incredibly difficult to navigate over these past couple yeah. of years.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a challenge, um, but I think a lot of people, like, when they assume overseas is that, you know, like, America's the best country <laughs> when it comes to things. <laughs> And uh, I mean, overseas, you know, there's there's people just that, uh, you know, ahead of America in terms of of medical uh research and the, the way that they handle COVID. I mean, yeah. us in the States has been kind of rough, you know, so honestly, going overseas is sometimes a blessing because these countries are handling the situation. Better than what we've had in the states, and so I don't really have much worries when it comes to that. Yeah. Um. You know, but it's always scary going to a different country. I mean, I've gotten sick overseas, and I've had to um stay in the hospital overnight. And you know, it's it's scary because you just are not accustomed to those practices. But you know, if you have a great team, you know, an amazing uh you know medical staff of your team as well as a great agent, you know, you always feel secured in in where you're going and, and just making sure that you're being taken care of.
0: For sure, but I mean, to your point, and and Sid talked about this as well in the initial episode about. There's a lot of American players come overseas and they think, oh, I'm just going to come score 25 a game. And, you know, the the level of play all over the world is great and, of course, getting better by the year. I, I guess I wonder whether you've seen the reverse be the case as well, just in your time in the WNBA, whether it feels as if those types of advances in other countries have led to a higher level of play in the W as well.
1: I think so. I mean, um, you know, we're getting exposed to different styles of play from players of all over as opposed to, you know, in the U.S., you know, just used to that our American style type basketball with just a few exceptions of, of, of overseas players coming over. And so I've always felt that every time I've gone overseas, I've become a better basketball player. My basketball IQ increases. Um, my physicality of the game increases. You know, and so I just read the game in a different way because I have to adjust the playing of different players from all over the world. And so um, it's always fun. I'm sorry, it's starting to rain down here in D.C. Okay. <laughs> but uh It's always fun, you know, being able to play, you know, with different styles of basketball and enjoying that. And so I definitely think that it makes me as well as others better basketball players.
0: Moving beyond basketball, if we could, because talking to you about basketball at some level is a waste, you know, given your propensity to, to um, weigh in on lots of different subjects, but I'm just curious what your areas of next focus are beyond that. Does this podcast promises an opportunity to talk about the world at large? And obviously there's, there's a lot to talk about.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely moving forward. I mean, I want to expand the range of just basketball in general. I think, you know, people just assume us to be just basketball players and a part of that podcast is is to show others that there's so many more aspects of it. I mean, I'm going to have episodes of with my sister. I won't necessarily drop what her episode will be about, but she's talking about certain elements that many people don't um, talk about with her. Um, I have an episode on food. I have an episode on relationships. And so I'm hoping to bring that into the next level and for people to understand that we're not just athletes. We're not just basketball players. We're humans as well. And so I hope to push that conversation moving forward.
0: Well. Here's what I will say to you. It it is a gift for everyone who cares about the game to be able to get to hear more of what you have to say. So I am really thrilled. I'm glad Dewan is going to be part of it as well. I'm certainly going to be listening uh, to every one of them. Um, But let people know what's the easiest and best way for them uh, to be able to follow the podcast itself, Uh, you know, along with obviously at Erica McCall 24 on Twitter, which, um, you never did to go wrong following.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Twitter, you can find me on Twitter. As says said on Instagram, you can find me at birds, the word underscore 24. And then we have a podcast Instagram and you can follow us at birdseyeview.podcast. And we'll be dropping a lot of different updates, um, different fun facts about the guest and, you know, just future, um, stories that are, that are coming. So it's going to be fun. Everyone tune in. Um, each episode we get better and better, and I'm excited for the the future. The right the future. For the win! No, no, I don't see. Well. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Howard. I'll see